Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. Welcome to episode 18 of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. I'm Dave Cross, and in this episode, I'll be examining the question, does Photoshop owe us an apology? Okay, so first off, we know that software like Photoshop can't actually talk, thankfully, because if it did, it would probably be kind of embarrassing for us if we we're working on Photoshop and the software is like, what are you doing? Don't do that. No, no, click on that layer. That would just be, well, weird and also frustrating. What I'm referring to is a situation that came up when I was talking to a bunch of Photoshop users and I asked them, what's the thing you're trying to learn the most in Photoshop? And, you know, they talked about different things like layers or luminosity masks or selecting or whatever it was. But there was this overriding feeling that it was almost like people were apologizing that they hadn't learned these things already, that this, I know I should have learned this, but, or I, I probably learned this before, but there's so much I've forgotten or things like there's just so much to learn that I, that I struggle with and almost seemed like they were kind of apologizing at the fact that they hadn't accomplished more in Photoshop. And I turned around and said, well, if there should be any apology, it should be from Photoshop and got these very blank stares like, what? Or like when I say something to my dog and he tilts his head like, Rrr. so I had to explain what I meant. And it occurred to me that when Photoshop first came out 29 years ago, believe it or not, there were 20 tools and five menus with, you know, a bunch of options, but not that many. And yet it was challenging to learn. And that was 29 years ago and many tools less. Now there's, I don't know, 68, 70 tools in Photoshop, 10 menus, probably six or 700 options under every menu. And it's made it to the point where it's just, there's so much that people look at that it's a little overwhelming and, and people don't know where to start. And we've talked about this before, that it's this feeling like, gosh, I've got to learn all this stuff. Where am I going to find the time or how will I remember it all? Where do I know where to start? And that's why I always talk about focusing on the essentials. The more I look at it, the more I really realize that there is a core set of functions that really solves, I would say, the majority of issues that come up in Photoshop. So here's an example. Recently, I had a question come in from someone that said, I want to move just the selection itself, in other words, the marching ants from one document to another. How do I do that? And that's a valid question. But at the same time, if you think a little bit about how Photoshop operates, you know that when you've made a selection, say with the marquee selection tool for the sake of argument, that if you use that same marquee tool and click and drag, you can move that selection around. Whereas if you use the move tool with that selection, you're gonna be moving the actual pixels. So thinking about that for a second, it would be, well, if I want to just move the marching ants in another document, then I probably could drag and drop them the same way I could move pixels. Now, that's the kind of logic of Photoshop that definitely takes some time, but the more time you spend on these kind of core functions like understanding how selections work and working with layers and things like that, then many of the questions that come up, I think you can kind of look at them and go, well, I wonder if I tried this function, would that get me closer to the end result that I want? Maybe not, but it's worth a try. And that's kind of the thought process of 
thinking about these core functions like selections and layers and things of that nature. Now back to the original thought of Photoshop apologizing, what exactly am I talking about? Well, the first one is the fact that it's just become so complicated a piece of software to use. And one of the things that I think is unfortunate is that Photoshop, well not Photoshop, Adobe, keeps adding new things without removing anything. And I, I understand if you listen to the interview I did with Meredith Payne Stotzner, she talked about that and talked to, talked about specifically one of the challenges was that they study the way people use Photoshop and they think, okay, not many people are using this particular function. So then they decide to remove it and they get lots of outcry from the people out there that do use it. And I get that. I know that that must be a very difficult challenge, especially when in some cases, I think it's probably a fairly small percentage of people that use that particular function, but they need to keep their users happy. So I understand that. The other thing that I think is perhaps could stand for a small apology is that the fact that Photoshop gives us multiple ways to do things when one particular way is often the best way. It's kind of the same thing, like take some of those things away. We don't need five different ways to get to the same end result because that's just adding more confusion for people as to deciding which one to use. Along the same lines, I think that it's unfortunate that it's made working non-destructively a harder to find choice, meaning that some things for a brand new user, you're going to go to the image menu and go, oh, here's where I adjust the brightness and contrast or color balance, whatever it is, and not realize that there's a better way, which is called an adjustment layer, but you have to know where that is and go looking for it. And I realized that, again, this is something that's changed over time. Initially, there was no such thing as layers, so therefore there were not adjustment layers. But once adjustment layers came along, the vast majority of the time, I think that's just a better choice, that ability to make an adjustment and then come back and change your mind later. That's the way you want to work, and it just makes better sense to me. The other thing that I think perhaps is deserving of some kind of apology is the fact that it took so long for certain things to be updated. For example, the layer style dialog box was the same for the longest time. And then finally, they put a checkbox for things like making your own defaults and things like that. And again, I'm being a little facetious here because I get it. I understand that Adobe has a long list of things on their to-do list and they have to balance adding new features with adjusting some existing features. But those are just some of the things that I think in an ideal world would perhaps be a little different. All right, I'm going to continue talking about this in just a moment. But if you heard the podcast before, you know what's coming now. It's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is a quick and simple one. If you're working with type and you're trying to add new type very close to existing type, the chances are Photoshop's going to think that you're trying to edit that existing type. So the way to work around that is when you want to add the new type, hold down the shift key. And then when you click, you'll be adding new type as opposed to editing the existing one. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses and live Q&A sessions, LearningPhotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. Continuing the discussion of things that Photoshop should apologize for if software could talk and actually apologize. There are a couple things I think it doesn't need to apologize for. And one of them is continuing to innovate. 
I was talking with another Photoshop user recently who said, you know, I, I get the fact that Adobe needs to keep adding new features, but at a certain point, I mean, I have everything I need. I can do things the way that I want. Do I don't really need all these new features? And that's that may or may not be valid. I think that we think that because every time there's new features, there's more things to learn. But think about it for a moment. Think if back way back when in Photoshop 2 that someone said, well, I've got everything that I need in Photoshop. And that was before layers came out. So if Adobe decided, OK, well, I guess we don't need to. We'll just keep it as is. We're not going to add any new features. Then we wouldn't have layers. We wouldn't have all the amazing things associated with layers like masking and adjustment layers and so on. So I am all for continuing innovation. I think it's one of the interesting parts of Photoshop is the fact that you can look forward to knowing that the nature of the people who work at Adobe is it's in their DNA to keep innovating and come up with new things. And I, I'm quite certain there are lots of things happening behind the scenes that may not even see the light of day that some scientist comes up with and says, hey, this would be a, a new feature. And then when they when push comes to shove, it doesn't quite work. But the fact that they continue to do that kind of innovation is amazing. One of the things that's a, a feature of the Adobe conference called Adobe Max is they have a thing called sneaks as in sneak peeks, and they get a bunch of the the top Adobe engineering type, product type people up to demonstrate things that they're working on. Some of which, again, may never see the light of day and others we will see eventually, but it's pretty amazing to see some of the things that they're working on. Often it's a fairly rudimentary version that they're showing, but you can clearly see the underlying technology. For example, number of years ago at Adobe Max, they demonstrated variable width fonts where you could choose a font and then use sliders to make it thicker instead of picking different styles of that same font. And now it's in Photoshop. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing to think that, that was just someone's idea. And now it's part of the software. So personally, I'm all for the addition, the continuing addition of new features, especially ones that make our life easier. I mean, let's be honest, over the years, there have been some new features that were trumpeted as being amazing. And then they're kind of like, well, in the real world, I'm not sure how often I would use them. But I would happily deal with those to also get things like everything with the name content aware in it, because everything that's basically <laughs> called content aware or has content aware in the name of it is typically amazing and a, a, a wonderful time saver. Throughout the years when I've been teaching Photoshop, one of my favorite expressions has become compared to the alternative. So when somebody looks at a new feature, for example, when Content Aware Phil first came out, it was pretty darn good, but occasionally it wouldn't be perfect. And I would see people kind of go, oh, that was a little disappointing. I'm like, wait a minute. Think about what you would have had to do if you didn't have even that mediocre Content Aware Phil. You would have been taking the clone stamp tool and doing like 45 minutes worth of work. So even the fact that Content Aware Phil got me closer to an end result is still amazing. Now, the newer versions of Content Aware Phil means that happens less and less. But anytime there's a new feature, Select Subject is another example where I've seen some people that look at it and go, well, it didn't really do a perfect selection of that person. And I'm thinking, yeah, but it's still saves you a ton of time because it's got you way closer to an end result. So 
in retrospect, perhaps there's really not that much that Photoshop needs to apologize for because weighing the balance, I think there's a lot more amazing things that have been added over the years compared to the few things that are Eh, could be a little bit better. So keep it up, Photoshop. If I could, if you could talk, I would say good job. And hopefully you would say thanks. You too. I don't know. That sounded pretty corny. So I think I'd better wrap it up on that note. Thank you again for listening. If you haven't already done so, please go to the Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and or a star review. I'd really appreciate it. It helps get the word out there. And we'll see you next week for another Talking Shop podcast. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at talkingshop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.